In any life, we have highs and lows, light and dark, wins and losses. What happens when we encounter that moment in time when what happens next could change everything? Join us as we step into another person's inspirational moment and see how we can connect their experience to ours. This is Greg Stevens, and you're listening to A Shot of Inspiration. So I really didn't date at all in high school, you know, well, no, not really at all. I didn't at all. <laughs> um, okay. And like I said, some some of that was was me and my focus, and some of it was just nobody wanted to date me, and that's okay. Um, college, it was weird to navigate it because one, people don't really date at Pepperdine anyway. You either get married, like you meet the person you're going to marry at like orientation, or you don't date at all and that's that's because it's not very big it's not a very big school so you know everyone you know your pool from like day one right. um but i when i had to i had to wear a wig from my sophomore year through my second year of law school um and so i any dating that i tried to do is very superficial like on a surface level um I never really told guys about having alopecia because why? I never got to that point where it was necessary. And and again, it was a lot of it was self-imposed. I, you know, didn't let it get to that point. Um the the only time that I had a I had an issue where my fears were validated was when I was in London. Um, I had, so I had two types of hair pieces. I had my normal wig, which was like a full hair piece. I had bangs and everything. I even added like very long extensions. If you look at it, it looks really cool, but it also definitely looks like a wig. I have so much hair. It's very funny. Um, but then I also had this like hat hair piece that you would wear and it would basically not have any hair up top. And then it would just be like the hair that comes down underneath and you put a baseball hat on. Uh -huh. So I was studying in the library, not, you know, not thinking about anything. And one of the guys comes and grabs the hat off of my head. And of course, there's this weird like contraption where all he sees is like a bald head and then hair. And he just went, oh, and like threw it back at me and like ran out. And I just I froze. Nobody else saw. It was weird. It was this whole interaction. It was just this boy that saw. I just got up, went, walked very slowly to my room, sat on my bed, and I started bawling. Like, I absolutely started bawling because I ran by this boy and he, like, cringed. He was like, ugh. You know, which, of course, is a fear that you have that a boy is going to think you're gross. Right. Um, and I, I really, I really struggled with that moment because it validated all of the fears that I had, it validated me kind of staying away from boys and me not ever yeah. letting anybody in. Um, and my friend, one of my best friends, Janelle, who is one of the most amazing humans on this planet, comes walking in like right as I'm in peak, just ugly Kim Kardashian cry, <laughs> you know, makeup everywhere. Um, and she was like, okay, what happened? And so I told her and she just goes, one second and she came back like 10 minutes later with a Toblerone she'd like run down to the store and she was like you're gonna have this and you're gonna be okay you know and so she just kind of started talking to me she's like it is 
okay, you are beautiful, you know, doing the, you're beautiful regardless. He is a stupid boy anyway that <laughs> you wouldn't well, go out with kind of a thing. Well, let me ask you, do you think, do you think, <laughs> no, that's a great story. Do you think his reaction though may have been, he was scared? Yes. Okay. Very much so. So yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that kind of goes into my next point is I, I sat there for months being like, this validated it. Boys think I'm gross. Boys think I'm ugly. They're cringing when I'm around them. So why even try? Like, just continue focusing on what you're focusing on. Um, but he actually came to me. It took a while, but it's still better than nothing. He came to me about a month later and just asked. And he was like, I am so sorry. I had no idea. Um, like, may I ask what that is? Like, what happened? I was like, yes. Absolutely. Because I'm always willing to talk about it. I don't really hide it. I just don't talk about it with guys, I guess, right, right. Um, unless they ask. And so he was like, oh, okay, well, he, you know, he just kind of said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I hope this doesn't affect our friendship. You know, that kind of a thing. He goes, I just was shocked. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I felt so embarrassed that I had done something that clearly hurt you. And so him just coming to me and saying that helped me internally be like, you know what, maybe he wasn't grossed out. Maybe that was more about him than it yeah. was about me. I, I, uh, I would say it was completely about him because yes, he, but here's the good thing about that. He understood he kind of went over a boundary that possibly embarrassed you. And he, I can't imagine if I would have done that. I don't know what I would have done because I don't know if right. I would have, had the uh, 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 guts to even come and say, you know, what was that, or even bring it up, mm -hmm. because uh, I don't, I don't ever want to hurt anyone. And right. it, I know he probably felt like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Yes, yeah, yeah and that's I, I think that's why it took him so long. But then I mm -hmm. kind of pulled the we're just gonna pretend like nothing happened because there's only like 20 of us in London. It's not like I can avoid him. Right. So I just pretended like nothing happened. I think it got we got comfortable enough that he was like, okay, I should probably apologize. <laughs> but um, and I, I am I'm glad I'm glad he asked me about that. Mm -hmm. um, but to to go back to the dating story, I did not date in college either at all. <laughs> Okay. Like, did not, did not, I don't want to say did not cross my mind. Definitely crossed my mind. And when I say I didn't date, like, I would go out with boys or, you know, go to a frat party or go to a formal or something like that. Um, but I never, you know, went out with a specific person or pursued a specific person. Like what um, we call steady, going steady, something like that. Yes, right? exactly. Okay. The yes. old, the old, what the old folks do, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, and, and same for, same for law school. Law school was less about my hair though, because, um, so I had to wear a wig my first and second year of law school. But while I was, uh, in, sorry, I'm jumping around this timeline a bunch, right. but it, I think it was summer before my senior year of college. I, um, my dad actually found a clinical trial at, Yale Dermatology up in Connecticut that was doing, um, you know, a trial for alopecia drugs. And he just called up the doctor. I, th I think it like he knew somebody that was an expert witness who knew this doctor or something like that. Um, 
And so I flew up there and became a part of this clinical trial, which is why my hair has grown back now as I've been on this same medication since 2014. Um, but so I, I started on that my senior year of college and my hair slowly started growing back. Um, but then because it's a trial, we went down on a dose and it all fell out again and I had to start over, uh, which is okay. I mean, I learned from that and, and that, that was a hard, that was hard. Cause it's almost like I saw victory and then it was just like uh, snatched. But, right. um, I also knew it worked and we knew the reason why it had fallen out, which, you know, is hope in a, in a different way. Um, right. but I, I did, I did wear a wig. I think first and second year, I went back to London my second year. So both times I was in London, I wore the same, the same wig. Um, but then it had primarily grown out my third year law school. I didn't think about dating because I did not have time to think about dating. My end right. goal, my end life goal was like just at the tip of my fingertips. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to distract myself right. <laughs> with right. boys. Exactly. Here. Um, so I didn't, I mean, my current boyfriend is my first boyfriend and I'm 28 years old. Um, okay. I attribute a lot of that to the alopecia. I attribute a lot of it to my own personality and having such a set goal in mind <laughs> with my career. Um, and, and I'm, I'm happy with him. You know, I mean, I don't think my life was supposed to go any other way. The only negative about it is I'm figuring out a lot of the things that I think people do when they date when they're like 14. <laughs> and That's here I am trying point. to navigate it as a yeah. grown up. <laughs> That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Yes. That's because all the little things you go through in a relationship. Now you've got someone, you know, who sees you for you. Right. But all those other little insecurities come up where awkwardness or what do I do here? Or I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever those things may be. Exactly. Yeah, you, you learn when you're, like you said, when you're in, in junior high or high school on yes. those things. That's great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and then Blaine, I told so, Blaine very early on, I, I want to say, I don't know, maybe within a month, you know, and it was, it wasn't mm -hmm. like, I have to tell you something. Cause it's, it's right. not, I'm not, I'm not ill. I'm not, you know, anything like that. Right. It's just something where tomorrow my hair could fall out <laughs> and that's shocking. Completely. Um, so he's good pro tip. for Yeah, me. exactly. So he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he knows about it and he's a really good sounding board, you know, especially when, um, th the one struggle I still go through and, you know, I don't know if, if you're watching this, I do have my hair, I have my eyelashes and everything now. Um, now the new battle is with the insurance company and trying to get the medicine that I take because it is very expensive if insurance doesn't yeah. cover it. I mean, so expensive that like maybe Elon Musk could afford it, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah um, and yeah. so the, you know, the new battle is it's so frustrating having something that has f essentially fixed the problem, but then an insurance company might be in the way and they might be like, oh, I'm sorry, it's vanity, so you don't get to take that solution anymore. Um, and I, I yeah. do struggle with that because anytime I have to deal with them, I get very emotional. I can't really be my lawyer self because it's about me. And, you uh, know, I, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a struggle because my brain automatically goes to, you're going to reject my ability to take this medicine. My hair is going to fall out tomorrow and I have to go through all of those emotions again. So, right. I, you know, I, I don't want to say I live in 
fear of that. I definitely don't. It's just when I have to deal with those issues every year and sometimes every month, it it brings all of the negative feelings I ever had about it to the surface. And I kind of have to reprocess them each time and prepare myself for my hair might fall out if I can't take this medicine anymore. Yeah. Let me ask you, do you feel that each time you go through it, do you feel stronger or weaker after you get to the other side? So that's a very good question. Um, I, as much as I have struggled with my alopecia, I am weirdly very grateful <laughs> to have gone through it. Um, I think it is something that has 100% shaped my confidence today. Um, and, and so when you say, I, I think it, it really does make me stronger each time um, because it, it makes me focus on what my worth actually is. It's not masked by, am I pretty today? Do I have a good hair day? Did I do this? It's really, what do I have to offer to this world? I don't think anybody would say my hair, you know, even if you have wonderful <laughs> hair, you're going to say I'm smart. I'm funny. I'm kind. I'm this. If you want to say all the positive things about yourself. So it, I mean, since I was very, very little, I always, I, I did that more subconsciously, I guess, when I was younger, but especially in middle school and high school, I, like I said, I focused on the other things, my other skill sets, the other attributes that I liked about myself. Um, and that's what's helped me find a voice for myself. It's what's helped me be confident in my job. It's what's helped me be confident in my knowledge and my abilities. Um, because I, I don't think I've always had the ability to speak my mind. I don't think I've always had the confidence that I have now, um, or at least the confidence that I pretend to have some days, but <laughs> actually have most, most of the other days. So I, I actually think it does make me stronger as much as it hurts every time that it happens, you know, and as much as you have to go through that emotional process of this is a big change, this is a new normal, I have to learn to feel good about myself when I don't always feel good about myself. Um, I do come out of that stronger person each time, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think that uh, pain actually prunes us, makes us stronger. You know, uh, I'm sure if you could, a, a tree could talk and you prune it back, it'd be screaming on the days. Yes. Uh, but it's necessary to create that strength. I believe the same thing with human beings. Uh, if we avoid our pain, we actually avoid our growth. Absolutely. And I, I see that see that so often. It was interesting the other day, uh, we were talking about different artists and so, someone asked me, what makes a great artist? And I go, pain. <laughs> if you think of any great artist, uh, the songs they make, the, the poetry they write, all the, you know, the, even a great actor, the, they're, they're, they're haunted by pain. Mm -hmm. But when they get through that, there's something beautiful on the other side. Absolutely. But tendency, most people want that thing at the end. That's why I was talking about. Yeah, you're, you know, you're a lawyer in Dallas with a great law firm. It looks like you've got it all. But that didn't just happen. It was built through a lot of that pain. That's what I believe. Oh, abs absolutely. Um, yeah. And it helps yeah. you. I mean, at least at least for me, it's it's helped me having to cope with that so young has helped me cope with, you know, other traumas or other bad things that have happened, you know, when I'm older is I've I've gone through those emotions before. I've dealt with those emotions before and I've learned how to ground myself in those moments. 
that it's helped me as an adult be, I don't want to say emotionally intelligent because I am a very emotional person, but a more emotionally intelligent person than I would have otherwise been. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my question is with everything you've been through, what is a message you would want to give maybe another person with alopecia or maybe just anyone struggling with something? uh, Because I think one of the things people just want to have hope. Yes. And that's one of the reasons I wanted this podcast, because what's inspiring to people is when people go through that pain and come out the other end. Yes. So what would you, what message would you give people to be able to come out the other end? Right. Um, so, you know, one thing that always helped me was focusing on what I have instead of what, you know, I want but can't reach necessarily. And I don't want that to be misinterpreted to like, don't, you know, dream for things or don't do anything like that. But when when something very, very traumatic happens, whether it be, you know, you lose your hair, you lose a loved one or something, just the most traumatic thing you can think of is learning what you need in that moment to ground yourself and be grateful for what you do have. Um, because that's what's going to bring you out of it. It's not going to be, you know, wallowing for for years and years and feeling sorry for yourself and 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 blaming everything on that trauma, which I like I guess I don't want to ever minimize that anything like that. Um but I think it is an internal mindset that you have to have where if you feel sad, feel it and feel all of it. Don't don't mask it, you know, just feel it seek out a support system. And if you don't have one, I'm, I'm happy to be your support system. And I I truly mean that. I mean, if whether you have alopecia or something else, I'm, you know, if anybody ever wanted to reach out to me in any way, I'm happy to always be a sounding board and a support system because that's what I always had from the people around me. Um, But figure out what your grounding thing is, whether it be, I, you know, I have my friends, I have my family, I have my sibling, I have, you know, I have school, I have whatever, whatever it is that, that keeps you going normally, that doesn't make, you know, that's not a part of that trauma, that's not a part of whatever it is, hone in on that and slowly take everything day by day and eventually you will be okay. Um, Yes. (laughs) I agree. I I well, no, the thing is, is what you're really saying is first be grateful for whatever you do have, because that's what you have right now. You can't be any other way. And what you also said there is it will end. Yes. Uh, is, uh, those, those feelings, whatever that is, whether that trial ends or not, but you're getting through that will end, that pain. Uh, you can grow through it. And what once tore you down actually can actually build you up later. I find in my life, my biggest crown jewels are the most difficult times. Yes. That's what created, carved my personality, carved uh, my uh, my compassion mm-hmm. that I have for other people. You probably have a deep compassion for people you see going through difficult things because of what you did. If you went through life and not having that, you probably wouldn't have that connection with people. Yes, absolutely. I I think that would be the other thing I would say is don't ever feel like you can't ask for help or reach out Mm -hmm. for help, you know, whether it be a 
neutral sounding board, you know, through counseling, therapy, something like that. Or if it's just, I need to talk to my friend, my mom, my dad and say, you know what, I'm, I'm really struggling with this thing. Are you willing to listen? Um, and sometimes just take undergoing that exercise alone and you say things out loud makes you go, okay, you know, I, I am going to be okay because, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost like once you say it out loud, it's like you're hearing it from somebody else if, as if somebody's saying it to you and, and you can then process it and be like, oh, well, if somebody said that to me, then I'd know, oh, they're going to be okay. And then you can kind of say it, say it to yourself in that moment. Well, I think that's beautiful because I always felt like real healing comes through sharing your burdens with others. Mm -hmm. And when you share your burdens, it lightens your load enough where you can get through that many times Absolutely. and uh, have a friend you can talk to. And if you don't, uh, you know, that's one of the things uh, I believe you've got to set boundaries. You've got to create friendships that are strong for you and can support you with that. Yes. Uh, Haley, is there anything that we've talked about today that you wished I would have asked that maybe I haven't or a story <laughs> you'd like to tell about someone who inspired you? Oh, my goodness. Well, one, there's a lot of people that inspire me, <laughs> truthfully. Um, okay. I guess that's, that's another great. piece of advice I would give is, how, you know, look up to people instead of envying them. And that's that's been yeah. a big part of what's made me who I am today is instead of seeing, you know, a lawyer that does better than me i'm like oh i act, i want to be there instead of oh she's horrible or whatever you know um right, an example right. would be miss camille vasquez in this johnny depp amber heard trial she's not much older than me and i initially was watching her and i was like oh i'm jealous i want to do that and then i kind of caught myself and i was like she earned this she's older than you how about you learn from her <laughs> and then maybe in 10 years you'll be doing that too um that's great yeah so it's devaluing uh devaluing others never increases your oh value. absolutely not and <laughs> so, yeah and it's finding yeah, inspiration yeah. In, in everyone like i said amber is my best friend and she is an absolute what is amber who's yeah her name's amber, amber? her name's amber shoal um and she's actually a social media influencer um now i love that title okay. It makes her laugh anytime she says it but she's been an inspiration to me both in me feeling confident about myself that's kind of her big message to everybody is just be unapologetically you you know and I, I i love that message i don't like that message when it means oh just be yourself means being rude or being dismissive but she's unapologetically herself and just brings joy to others and kindness and you know if she wants to run around with just her socks on or shoes in her hand and you know have fun with life she will and that she's been an inspiration to me in just being confident in who i am and you know what what i bring to the world i have my another friend ashley she's a lawyer she was went to pepperdine um she's a district attorney what's ashley's last name her name is ashley right okay um and she has gone through so many ups and downs in her life and she's just the most resilient person i've ever met and probably the strongest person i've ever met and you know she's somebody that i i always look to when i when i feel like you know i just want to give up that day or i'm just not i'm just not feeling it and i just think about ashley or i reach out to ashley and i'm like hey i'm struggling with this and she's just the person that can teach you how to be resilient 
Um, I have another best friend, Nicole. She's also a lawyer, Nicole Hogan. Um, she's a lawyer here and she similarly went through some intense struggles when she was in college. She went to University of Michigan. Anybody listening probably knows that's very intense, you know, and she is like me in terms of she's just very, very hard on herself academically and, you know, in, in perfection and everything like that. And so she's learned how to navigate those waters and come out a vibrant, successful, amazing lawyer. And so I look to her for those types of things. My parents, they're an inspiration just in how they've shown me what a relationship should be and my dad and how to be a lawyer and, you know, my mom and how to treat others and how to care for others. So I just, I try to find my inspiration in everyone around me and, you know, realize what they bring to the world and try to mirror that and hopefully, you know, bring even just a fraction of what they do to others. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, it's about that time. I hate getting off of this because <laughs> I love talking with you. We'll have to have you back again and talk to you about uh uh, more of this and uh, maybe bring some of your friends on because uh, sounds, maybe a, the power four of you can come on all together just because <laughs> it sounds like your your friendship is your friendship is really amazing and uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not envious of that I look up to it how about that <laughs> I love it <laughs> I love that <laughs> yes but, uh, exactly <laughs> But Bailey, it has been a pleasure, folks, and uh, I really hope you got just as much out of it as I have. I promise to have Bailey back at some point, but Bailey, thank you for being here. And everyone out there, I wish you the best. Be bold, be courageous, and respectfully speak your truth. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Shot of Inspiration. If you like this or any of our other episodes, make sure you rate it and share it with a friend. This is Greg Stevens, and we look forward to being with you next time. Until then, be bold, be courageous, and respectfully speak your truth.